Shalom, my dear friends. We are studying together uh, the parables that Yeshua taught in the land of Israel, and we have arrived to the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And to remind you that the Gospel of Luke presents Yeshua, the Messiah, as the perfect man, the son of man, Ben Ha'adam. Wonderful presentation of the Mashiach, the Messiah, in the Gospel of Luke. But here, this Son of Man, the Messiah himself, continuing to teach many meshalim, many parables. To remind you, a parable is comparing a, a story with some spiritual illustration. Parabole, to cast alongside mashal, an example in Hebrew. And the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, is teaching now the importance of Counting the cost. This parable is found in Luke chapter 14, verses 28 to 33, and it is the parable of the counting the cost. In Hebrew, it is called Mashal Chishuv Hahotsaot. The verses are found in verse 28 to verse 33, and let me read them for you. For which of you? Intending to build a tower, sit us not down first and count the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Lest, haply, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Verse 31. Or what king going to make war against another king, sitting not down first and consulting whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Or else while the other is yet great way off, he send a a delegation and desiring conditions of peace, of shalom. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple, he cannot be my Talmid. Now, this is an important mashal, an important parable, because you see, many of the multitude in Israel that follow after Yeshua the Messiah because of the many miracles which he had done, and the much provision which he had provided. He fed the hungry, he gave sight to the blind, the Laymen could walk, the dead were raised, miracles that Yeshua the Messiah have performed among our people of Israel. Yet, my dear friends, here we learn an important lesson, not so much concerning following Jesus the Messiah for the benefit that one gets from him, but following him because he is indeed the Messiah and understanding that To follow him, to accept him, and to follow after him means that there is a challenge in the life of those that will follow him. It is one thing 
to become a saved individual, a forgiven individual. We come to the cross, we come to the Mashiach, we realize that he died and he was buried and he rose for our justification and we believe on him and we receive forgiveness of sins. But it is sure another thing to follow him as a Talmud, as a disciple. That means that one have to count the cost because there is price to pay in this world that rejected the Mashiach. Whether it is in days of old, in the days when he was here on earth, or whether it is today, in the last days of the church age. To follow him, there is a cost that we must consider as we follow him. And notice that we read a few verses earlier, because in verse 25, there were great multitude with him, and then he turned and he began to speak to this multitude. Notice what he said before the parable that he had given. In verse 26, and verse 27 of Luke chapter 14, Yeshua said, If any man come unto me and hate not his father and his mother, his wife, children, brethren, sisters, and his own life, also he cannot be my disciple. He continued in verse 27, And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. And then notice what I read in verse 33 in the parable. So likewise, whosoever he be of you, Yeshua said, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Three times the Lord Jesus the Messiah used the expression, my disciple. In Hebrew, Talmidi, to remind you that in days of old, the many of the rabbis among our people of Israel always had their own disciples who follow them. Very similar in today's days, in the church age, there are many leaders, spiritual leaders in the professing church that have those that will follow after them. Of course, we need to follow Yeshua, the Messiah, not after men. But in those days, there were those that follow after various uh, spiritual leaders like it is today, and here they followed after him, and Yeshua wanted to teach them the important lesson of counting the cost. And so, in these verses, uh, 28 to 33, the Lord Jesus the Messiah teaching a parable of the counting of the cost. And he does so in two ways, because there are two parts to this one parable. The first part is found in verse 28, 29, and 30. The man that built the tower must first count the cost of building a tower. Notice, for which of you intending to build a tower? sitting not down first and counting the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Lest haply, or perhaps, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it will mock him and are going to say, this man began to build a house, began to build a tower, began to build a building, but didn't have the ability to finish it. This is what the Lord Yeshua is teaching, that one 
who seek to be a disciple, a Talmud, a follower of the Messiah, need to count the cost. Now it is easily said, but to count the cost means that there is a price to pay, and none of us like to pay these prices in order to follow the Lord, like rejection, misunderstanding, a loss of relationship with loved ones. This is not easy to do. In fact, the early Hebrew Christians, Messianic Jews of the days of the early days of the church, the assembly, they paid a price. They had to pay a, a terrible price, but because they understood who Yeshua is, that Jesus was indeed the anointed one, the Mashiach, God the Son who became a man and paid for the price of our sins, so they were willing to pay the price. That's why when Yeshua turned to these a, a multitude, great multitude who follow after him, he said to them, If any man come unto me, and notice he used the word, and hate not his father, mother, wife, children, brethren, sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Now, why did he use the word hate? Nowhere in the scripture, Jesus the Messiah wanted us to hate family members. God forbid. The opposite is, he wants us to love our family, to love mankind. In fact, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. In fact, the letters in the epistles uh, we are always exhorted to love our family. Husbands, love your wife. And the children, honor your parents. So the word hate here obviously does not mean that a disciple of Yeshua is supposed to hate his family. No, but the thought here, my dear friend, with respect to the word hate, is very similar to what God said to Israel in the book of Malachi, Malachi. Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. Does that mean that God hated Esav? Of course not. But God taught us the truth of election. Jacob have I chosen, and Esau have I not chosen. In other words, God have chosen Jacob and his descendants to be a nation through whom blessing will flow to this world. That's why when the Mashiach came into this world, he came as a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. When the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, came into this world, he was born through the descendants of Yaakov, Jacob, Israel, and through the tribe of Judah and the family of David, of Jesse. So the truth here is not that the believers and the followers of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, are to hate family members. And it says here, even to hate his own life, meaning to choose, that's the meaning here, to choose and to have him, Jesus, the Messiah, as the preeminence over even over our family members, even over our own self. This is not an easy path to take. We all have to admit that we have failed in practicing this. 
Yet God give grace and he helps us to make decisions for the Lord first that he will be the preeminent. So he's telling, if you want to be a follower of mine, which every believer should be a disciple, every believer who is a child of God should truly be a follower and a disciple of the Lord Jesus the Messiah. But there is a counting of the cost. If you are going to build a tower, well, you sit down and you have to realize to see if you have sufficient to build that tower and to finish it. Otherwise, if you only have the foundation, what's the point? See, my dear friend, Yeshua wanted his own followers to to realize that there is a price to pay, but it is worth it because following the Lord Jesus the Messiah in a sinful world, it's the best decision anyone can do, not only because he saved us, he forgave our sins, because we all have sinned and we deserve to be punished, but it's far beyond that. He forgave our sins, but he changed the life. He made us now suitable for glory, but also he wants us to live in a world in which we live in, in a way that will be pleasing to him, a life that will be honoring to him. In the second part of the very same parable, Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah says, what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet great way off, he send a, a delegation and a desiring condition for shalom, for peace. You see, he says even a king that build, uh, not so much now building a tower, but he is going to build his kingdom and he is going to go into a conflict with another king. If he only have 10,000 soldiers, and the other king have 20,000 soldiers and he is approaching him and he's going to come against him, will he be able to do to defeat that other king? If he recognizes that he will not be able to be to defeat the other king and he will be defeated, it will be far wiser for him to send a delegation and to speak with that king who comes with 20,000 soldiers and to tell him, let's make a peace, let's make shalom, let's make an arrangement that we don't have this conflict. You see, that's the wisdom that the Lord Jesus the Messiah wants those of us that accepted him, but also seek to be his disciples to count the cost, to count the cost. And so, notice what we read in verse 33 as the application is being presented before us by the Messiah himself. In verse 33, the Lord Yeshua the Messiah says, So, likewise, he says in verse 33, Whoever he be of you, he's speaking to the multitude that follow after him, and he's speaking to you and I today, he say, So, 
whoever he say here he be of you, of you, my dear friend, and I, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. In other words, the Lord wants us to develop an attitude of forsaking our own will and our own a, 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 a desire to have our own way and to simply follow after him here in this world and honor him in our life. And therefore we can be vessels of honor unto him here in this world. Notice that when the Lord is giving this final uh, application, he is, of course, speaking to the multitude of whom we read in verse 25, there went great multitude with him, and he turned and he said unto them. These multitude that followed after him needed to learn the lesson of the importance of being a disciple who for disciples that follow after him and counting the cost. It reminds me of the verse that is found in Matthew uh, chapter 11. In Matthew chapter 11, there, there is a call of the Lord both to salvation on the one hand, but also a call for discipleship. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Yeshua the Messiah said, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is the rest of salvation. Menucha in Hebrew, rest of salvation. Come to me, accept me, and you will receive that rest of salvation. To remind you that we all need to come to the Lord Jesus the Messiah for the rest of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But then you notice in the very same text in Matthew chapter 11, the following verse, Yeshua the Messiah said, Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest. Here's the second one. Rest to your souls. You see, my dear friends, the second rest in Matthew 11 and verse 29 is a rest of a disciple that walk with the Lord here in this world, even though he is experiencing trials and difficulties in his or her lives, Yet the Lord Jesus will give that rest to the soul, and this time is the rest of discipleship as we follow after him. Now, in conclusion, I want us to see the two aspects here in this parable of the counting the cost. The first aspect is building. And the second aspect is conflict and warfare. To remind us all that we are called to be builders. We are called to be those that are used by the Lord to be builders who build. 
the assembly, the church, the ecclesia, to be builders. Especially in the days in which we live in, where things are broken out so far, so much. The believer in the Lord Jesus the Messiah is called to be a builder. That's why the first part is, if you intend to build a tower, sit down and cut the cost first. The importance of being a builder. But secondly, in verses 31, 32, and 33, it has to do with the warfare. To remind us all that we live in a world in which Satan, the world, and the flesh are constantly desiring to cause the follower of Yeshua the Messiah to stumble and to fall. Satan he is seeking, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the disciple, the follower of Yeshua the Messiah, is to be careful, to be wise, and to trust in the Lord, and to cast our cares upon the Lord Jesus the Messiah, so we will be able to fight that fight, this spiritual warfare. Remind you that the Apostle Paul said in uh, the epistles that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, and that the believer is to put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. And so, if you and I are going to be disciples, Talmidim of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, the disciple is to count the cost. And so may the Lord help us to realize that there will be a conflict, but he is always there to assist us and to help us as we lean on him and we trust in him. Casting all your cares upon him, Peter said, for he does care for you. Well, my dear friend, God bless you and God encourage you to seek to be a disciple of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. Take care and Shalom Shalom.